Hello, I am a Mac, and I love the Mop Report, because it's better than dragging through trash. Left my home back in Omaha. See if I could make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha. Where the fans, they always crying out for as long as that's fine, in that case, welcome to member Report number 105. <laughs> I'm sorry, our baby's sleeping, what can I say? member Report 105, May 25th, 2008. What's going on out there in the world? The world. I can't help the fact that our baby's sleeping, and if I try to... The, la- the last time I did something that was kind of that lame was when we did... Uh, when I was in Hawaii, and I was trying to be really quiet. And I was like, welcome. <laughs> Everyone then just gave me a whole bunch of shit. And they're like, is that really how you open shows, Greg? You're like yelling into a paper bag. So I apologize. But, oh, wow. I, you know. I didn't know where you were going with that story. I yep. was like, what are you talking about? Yep. I brought it back. We all do a group hyperventilation before the show starts to get our energy up. And then uh, Greg <laughs> has to breathe into the paper bag. Right. Start it up officially. It's like when you people used to do high school musicals, you know, and you'd all do these little circles before you started the show, and everyone would like chant and scream and yell and get all pumped up for the show, mm-hmm. and then you would go out and you'd have. I the think people, people would like that. Yeah. yeah. If one day we just started recording before Greg says welcome, and they could hear us do the the map warm ups, we're all like, map, and then they would like that a lot. I don't know why we've never done that before. I think that would take the rating from R to. Triple X, the way that uh, that oh, warm-up sounded. That's true. That's true. And we certainly don't want to break up you our know, problems with the FCC. I have a I have that problem. We were just talking about what we were actually talking about before the show started, which was that sexual connotation and innuendo almost always goes over my head. Like, 95% of the time, I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? Action. <laughs> that sounds good. And we, was like, that an example? I don't know why that is. That, that was an example, and it was yeah. an example just now, and I don't understand why. Um, <laughs> I don't consider myself to be a slow-witted person or somebody who's always, like, not getting in on the joke. But in that, in this particular case, that pretty much is what happens every time. Well, you know what? I, some, I'm, really bad, like, what? I'm really bad at picking up... What's um, wrong with the hole? Holes pick are up lines. good. And I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. I, have th- I have this one pickup line that still gets me where a guy asks me, do you work out? And I thought he was just asking me whether or not I worked out. I didn't realize that was a pickup line. I tried to point out to Clea that the what fact was he that the person. Well, uh, let me just give you the context, Russ, and you can tell it. me if you could understand it. <laughs> this happened in an inner city um, dr- liquor store in Arkansas, uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. So uh-huh. you tell me what the likely context of a stranger at looking at her and then going, "Hey, honey, do you work out?" You you tell me what he you expect say, the context hey, to be. You, he said, "Hey, do well, you work out?" I think. He was making a commentary on how muscle tone affects your ability to absorb alcohol into your bloodstream, I think. Okay. I hadn't considered the possibility and of like, nuance there. I'm sorry. If you're in better shape, you can deal with more alcohol <laughs> and vice versa. Which he's, yes, clearly. So he's like, do you work out? And do you have full meals before you imbibe the substance? Because <laughs> those will affect your ability to 
digest it and process it. Just so you know, because I'm trying to get the word out. I'm just trying to get the word on the street. Yeah. It's like Clea's exactly. always had this. Clea's See? always had this problem. She used to uh, when she used to dance with. Uh, she did some ballroom dancing a few years ago, oh, and um, she had this guy. Now let me just let me just establish, okay? The guy's name is. Carlos. See, there you go. She had this guy. See, that would have gone completely over my head. I never would have said anything <laughs> if we weren't specifically talking about sexual innuendo right now. What are you trying to say? Uh, no, Russ, so, that was that, that was that was that wrong. was not innuendo. That Sorry. Was, yes. Oh, oh, damn. See, I'm no good at this at all. <laughs> Terrible. It's going to get to the point where he's going to be dating someone and she's going to be like, can you hand me that fork? He's like, I know what you mean. He's like, I swear it was innuendo. I just thought it was... I didn't know. I, um, but yeah. Um, Look, if I guess every fourth thing is innuendo, then sometimes I'll be right. And that means that I'll be less I'll looking be a 300 like an hitter. than I normally would. And I'll be great. Exactly. Exactly. Just have to sync it up. The Hall of Fame, baby. Absolutely. No. Um, five and you're in the Hall of Fame. This dancer that she was in, that uh, this this person that she took ballroom dancing with, that classes with, his name is Carlos. Did you say this okay? dancer that she was in? Because that's sexual innuendo for sure. That <laughs> she was with. Even, that's not even hard. The person oh, that she I took. I did it again. Oh, <laughs> you missed. <laughs> yes. All right. I think you're cured. So let's move on. We're, you're, you're cured. So she took lessons from okay, from this guy, and when I say lessons, I do not mean sexual lessons. I mean oh, dancing lessons. Oh, lessons from a guy. Oh man, that is messed up. So the guy's name is Carlos. Okay, so that's the first thing. The guy's oh, name God. is Carlos. Oh, wait, yeah, right? That doesn't really work out. But but his name is Carlos, and he wears like these, you know, silk shirts, and he drives a BMW. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's just one of these guys who's too I cool hate for him school. Already. He's got I the hate goatee. Him exactly, yes. exactly. I so, can't stand him. So couldn't talk to him for three minutes. So Clea comes back one day from one of the one of the lessons, and she says to me, "You know, Carlos said something strange to me." And I was like, well, "What did he say?" And he asked in the process of one of our dancing lessons, "So, are you open-minded?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, you you don't know what that's about. You don't think that has anything to do with him saying, are you open-minded? Well, I.e., I have an empty room next door. Like, isn't that really what we're talking about here?" No, he wanted to know whether she had a generally dogmatic philosophical approach, or whether she, you know took other people's uh, theories into consideration on a daily mm-hmm. basis. This is before or after he did before or after he told her to wear the really sexy outfit for the rumba that they were doing no, at the showcase. No, this is after he asked me if I was liberal. And I thought that he was asking my... Well, are you open-minded? Well, yeah. are you willing to have sex with me? He just didn't get to stage three, but I mean... Look, and the other thing is, he had an unattractive wife with a screaming baby. So if you put together unattractive wife, screaming baby, BMW, silk shirt, his name is Carlos, and he asks my beautiful <laughs> wife, are you open-minded? You tell me what that means. I don't know about you, but even I can add two and two. You know what I mean? He's like, what? What do you mean? I just thought he was being nice. I Maybe. He was being nice. I'm sure it was fine. Maybe he was just trying to, you know, convert her into the Church of Satan or something like that. It's probably nothing as bad as what you're thinking. Oh, that would be an improvement. Probably what it was. You know, my uh, dating difficulties aside, like, it's it's enough of a problem dealing with people just interacting with other human beings and trying to figure out what's going on, which I'm not that good at. But having the no ability to process sexual innuendo doesn't help, because whenever a woman's, like, actively flirting with me, there's a good chance that I have no idea at all. <laughs> Unless they, like, smash me over the head with a giant rock and go, Ugh, I would- and I'm like, oh... At which point the sexual innuendo doesn't really help because you're like, now I get, uh, and then you slump so it on consciousness. that's why Russ would like to live right. in the world of zombies because then it's simple, simplistic. It would be a very simple world. Hit him a very, very clear world. It's yeah, all about... I thought I was making fun, but really, really that was my, your nirvana. My dream is Absolutely. people just to 
point and grunt and draw sketches of things that that I understand. There have been moments I'm not where into communication as you guys are now. <laughs> yeah, sure. There have been moments where uh, I mean, I, I remember years ago there was this um, girl who was very clearly interested in dating me, and I wasn't really interested in her. And my mom, bless her, at one point she had seen this like this tape that this person it was she was driving in my car and she's like, "What's this tape?" I'm like, "Oh, that's this mixtape this girl gave me." And she's like, "Mixtape." And later on she sends me this email. You know, this girl is trying to tell you something. I'm like, "Yes, yes, mom. I I, I was aware that the mixtape <laughs> is the universal symbol for please go out with me." When every other song is like, "I love you," and the next song is like, "I love you, know what I want, yeah," you know. I mean, come on. Oh my God, you know what that reminds me of, Greg? We. So I have to tell this embarrassing story of you. About me? Yes. How embarrassing? Well, you just told the story about how cool you are, so now I have to tell you tell a story about how you know how you were a dork. Okay. Only fair. Only fair. I don't think it was a story about how cool I was. I think I missed that. <laughs> it was how evil I'm so Carlos cool was. cool that girls send me tapes and <laughs> profess their love to me in the tapes. That was awesome. And I say I don't want you. I said I no. Your music. I said. <laughs> I said thanks for the mixtape, but I don't want you. Is it? <laughs> Sexual innuendo. I'm not interested. <laughs> All right, Carry what's on. the story? Uh, remember when you left me that uh, message when I was in college that was a um, song from Rent? Yes. And it was something like, in it said in love in the lyrics? Yes, it was five, what is it, 525,600 525, minutes. Right. It's Seasons of Love from Rent. It's been used right. for weddings and bar mitzvahs. It's very wholesome. And so I said, oh, that was a nice song, Greg. Um, you know, but uh, do you remember what you said? I said, I, I love you. No, you didn't. What did I say? I said, like, I said, well, I said it was a nice song, but I, I just didn't quite know, like, um, you know, because it says I love you. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted you to hear the song. I really like this song. And then, like, later, like a year later when we were talking about that, you're like, yeah, no, actually, I... I was trying to say that, but when you reacted that way, that I was like, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I had to backfill desperately. Directly. Otherwise, why would I send you songs? I would just tell you I love you. You idiot. No, it's too much. I can't deal with it. I had to backfill directly. Well, listen. I mean, you know, it wasn't like Clea. You know, Clea and I. I had to. I had to fight for this relationship. Let me tell you, there were yeah. moments where Clea really doubted herself or doubted me. And you know, I mean, I had to. I had there to. There were numerous I moments where I tried to end this relationship. Yep. But I just kept pulling her back in, mm-hmm. like Godfather Three. Yep. You know. Nice. And then I knocked her up, and now that she's got a kid with me, she can't leave. Like when. <laughs> Finally, the plan is unfolded. It's unfolded. So, you have any examples specifically? When I tried to leave, like rebuffed by Clea, and well, you had to like take a jukebox outside her window and like hold it over your head and play (laughs) in your eyes by Peter Gabriel. Exactly, raining on you. Exactly. (laughs) Then I started singing "Red Rain," and then I started shouting "Raindrops keep falling on my head," and she started closing the window. Like, wait, wait, wait! Here's another one. No, um, no. The only time that I can remember that was really, I mean that I can go into detail on the MEP report, um, involved a very bad April Fool's joke. Now, I don't know if I've told this on uh, the MEP report before. I'm sure you've already told I might have, familiar to me. I might have told it before. So yeah, don't tell I've this one this again. Have I heard this and told this on the MEP report? Okay. Yeah. yeah but it just, uh, just, it, it's been difficult at times, let me say. Like I've, the day I've, do I've done the thing where I wrote a letter saying, you know, that I was going to end the relationship, and I left it for him to find it. That was fun. And then he read that, and I was like, no, 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 I, I changed my mind, I wasn't going to give that to you or something like that, but really, I was, <laughs> I left it on purpose. Because you were hoping I would read it and what? leave? Yeah, I don't know. 
uh, there was also some desire for wait, drama wait, wait, wait. as well. Yeah, Clea was young you at this time. You wrote a note. Right. And then told him that you didn't mean it, but really what you wanted to happen was for him to get the note, read it, but still not break up because you wanted there to be turmoil for no reason. Oh, I think I wanted to be break up, but I didn't want hey, to have to be up nicely, Russ. Thank you. <laughs> this is just like the song on the end. It's like, I don't want to say I love you, but there's something in there. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. listen. You better, exactly. But it doesn't mean anything yet. Just wait. No. No, I didn't want to have to do it. But I was going to do it because he was never going to break up with me. But I didn't want to have to do it. So I guess I was hoping that maybe he'd read it and he'd kind of go, Oh, I guess this is over. I guess I'll leave. And I don't know. Some passive And then you're like, no. And you just had so little energy to invest into the breakup that you're like, well, that's all I had. I wrote a paragraph. I'm done. I gave it the best shot. That's all I got. Pretty much. Yeah. It was... uh, Not much political capital there to spend. Please break up with me. No. Okay. I'll have to go to the superdelegates then. What do the superdelegates think? They're, they're not going to make a decision to break up with you. Oh, yeah. i got to decide. Yeah, I, um, it, it, was, uh, it was not always easy, but, um, but we came through it. And clearly Cleo was involved, you know, was interested in me um, enough to sort of keep going despite these constant writing of notes. And, you know, we had these almost misses, but, well, uh, you, you know. You obviously had a lot of political capital. Because I think at no I just point could she muster like a really big breakup against you. Just like, well, no, I just uh, like eh, no slam spike. <laughs> no, I deny your breakup request. <laughs> You've got nothing. Right. This is what happens I when you get together with a debater. I had a breakup. I had a breakup firewall. I think I just saved my best debate performances for that. That's all. Yeah. I think I, every time she's going to break up me, I gave her thirty. Yeah, exactly. We will not break up. Twenty-eight. <laughs> she's like, all right. I guess we not. should brawl. Twenty-two. No, never. Not by the laws that I live by in the world, in twenty-eight. The judge is like victory it, for I the non-breakup. <laughs> exactly. I love that he's giving yeah. you a twenty-eight, not a twenty-nine or a thirty. Because again, still a twenty-eight. Well, we don't give twenty-nines or thirty. Right. That's, what, that's just common courtesy in debate. Right. <laughs> you right. don't give speaker points that aberrant. If I had given you a 30, you uh, actually would have immediately got married with me instantaneously. Like, like it I just see. would have happened, you know, it would have, okay. at that's the time. That's a valid point. Right, right. Exactly. See how he does so. it? He just, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Greg had so many debate victories and fending off breakups that he broke at <laughs> breaking up breakups. <laughs> that's right. Now he's in the play. inside debate humor. <laughs> one and a half. That's quality humor. stuff. Who actually listens <laughs> to de- who knows what debate's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, but um, but it ended up working out. There was a point where I was just kind of like, you know, this has to stop. And then things stabilized and got better. I think mostly what it is is that we just all kind of grew up. I think that's a lot of it. And that's when the beating um, started. Right. <laughs> this has Once to stop. <laughs> you know what the next letter I get is a foot up your ass. Well, it was, I told you. It's I funny. told you. It's funny because you look back at those times and, and you, you kind of think you knew the way things were going. Like, I had this, I was visiting my mother this past weekend, Clea and I. I were and my cousin was in town and so my cousins were up there visiting too and my cousin Susan who admittedly is kind of a random element anyway but she I walked in and she's like she looks at me and she's like oh, yep you put on a few pounds I'm like what do you mean she's like I think it's great it means that you're moving from kind of gangly boy into manhood I'm like I'm glad that I've done this at the age of 35 I would have hoped that my trap process <laughs> of moving to manhood had begun before this age but I'm, I'm pleased that uh, for the last so 30 funny because he's like lost weight since the last time she saw him exactly so I'm glad like the last yeah, 35 screw years you. I am 
ganglier boy. <laughs> I love the fact that therefore she thought I was gangly for the last 34 years. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden, like in high school, when you get the most improved award, and my principal did this, where he's just like about my trumpet playing. One point he was like, you know, and Greg has improved so much. I mean, he's come so far. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't suck yeah. at the beginning. He's like, so this guy, bad. this guy made people so die bad. when he played. People died. <laughs> now he's good. Like, I was like, oh my God, can you improve the gap a little bit more? So, and then he added insult to injury by I calling think when me Glenn. You read your autobiography. Oh, nice. Good yeah, job, that, that was a good stuff. Yeah. Terrible name. Well done, Glenn. No offense to Glenn's out there, but your name is terrible. <laughs> I know about terrible names, and you've got one. <laughs> I was just gonna say, when you write your autobiography, it should definitely be titled "I Was a 34-Year-Old Gangly Boy." <laughs> Very nice. That should be it, I think. And, and, and also, I wonder what happens. Like, well, once you have a child, you begin to fill out and grow into your. You become non-gangly and become a father, and because like, okay, I. Yeah, your body rejects itself and starts building up like fat, and you look older immediately. And it's like, <sighs> exactly. So this is what you have to look forward to, Russ. When you have a ch- when you have a kid, you will all of a sudden grow mm-hmm. out of your ability to understand what you look like. You'll become Ross instead of Russ, and like you'll you'll start wearing cardigans, and no! all these things await you. I hate that name. Hate it. In fact, given that I hate the name Ross so much, you would have think you would think that I would go by Russell all the time, just to completely yeah. eliminate Distance the possibility yourself. for uh, confusion. But I don't. Well, Russell. Yeah, I should do that. Ah, yuck. Russell. What do you have against the name Ross? I don't like it. It sucks. It doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. Okay, that clears it right up. (laughs) Ross. It's a freaking clothing store for people who Um, want to buy mismatched suits and pants. Right. Okay. It's like Siemens. That's true. It's like Greg was mentioning the other night. But... It's a naughty word. That is World of Warcraft character is sort of a patchwork Siemens shopping night elf. Yeah, that's, Ross. that's definitely Same true. Difference. I thought you were bringing in sexual innuendo again, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing it. Nope. I would never do that, because if I did, I wouldn't be aware of it at the time. <laughs> that you were doing it at the time when it happened. No, it's true. That's right. It can never it, be intentional. It's amazing how much effort people will put into a virtual game to make sure that their characters don't look like homeless people, which is kind of what my guy looks like right now. And, and it's really, well, you know... Well, if the whole point is that you're hiding behind your life in this glamorous fake magical world you at least want your fake persona to be someone that people admire and think is cool so you know if you don't care about your own clothes your avatar's clothes are obviously a priority but what's the excuse if you're a gnome and so you look like a dork to begin with you know like i mean yeah i don't really get that i mean there have been studies done on this and one study i think is called the daedalus project which actually takes these sociological statistics of people who play role-playing games, and it notes that like shorter people actually play shorter characters. They don't try to overcompensate by really? super tall characters, as some people would assume. Yes, that people actually play characters that resemble themselves most of the time. But wait a minute. What about yeah, men? What about men and playing so, female characters? For example, Russ, you. Well. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a different issue, I think. <laughs> a different issue. Did you? Um, why did you wait? I didn't yeah. know that. I knew that Story did that, but I didn't know you had done that. Yeah, well, it's like if Story's rolling a female character, then I'm rolling a female character because screw that. I see. Um, and you know, honestly, that like wait, wait, last Crystal. time I did this you meant screw in the cage, I played. Is that in your window? Yeah. <sighs> no, no. <laughs> Because I don't do that. In the last game, I played a male elf. So the difference between a male elf and a human female is very, is very small. <laughs> it's a very fine line. Anyway. Interesting. So, not much of a difference. You realize, Russ, that in this game, I am currently playing a male elf. What are you trying to say? 
Yeah, but at least you're playing like a night elf, which is less of a total, totally like femme high elf. Except when I look like fucking Elton like John on steroids with my current outfit. I'm t- no, I'm saying the, the I don't I don't think that the night elves in World of Warcraft apply to that. I think that for regular standard elves like Lord of the Rings elves in World of Warcraft, these would be high elves. In other things like Dungeons and Dragons, they're just regular elves. They're like very very beautiful androgynous looking people, and so yeah, male elf like will often get mistaken for a female something anyway. So I think that that's fairly consistent since there were no high elves. Right, but you did sociological. This doesn't explain anything. It just provides consistency and a pattern of behavior. Sure. So there you go. But I was going to say, I mean, you and Story have both found your own kind of, um, as a part of this, didn't you find your own sort of informal study about the number of people that hit on you as you're running around as this human female and or? Oh, very much so. Yes, it's very interesting. Um, People are much nicer. They give you stuff for free all the time for no reason. Uh, They invite you into groups. It's remarkably easier to play this game as a female just because there's such a heavy male-slanted population that anything that resembles in any way a female, they're like, oh, give her stuff. Be nice. I'm cool. You're like me. And, like, (laughs) they're completely retarded. And and they speak that way. Taking advantage of that is really fun. And when do you tell them that you're a male? Pretty much, well, I don't, because we never, I don't, like, let them flirt with me or anything. It's just, they give me stuff. I'm like, thanks. And that's o- the end of the exchange. He reenacts that scene from the crying game every <laughs> night, Cleo. Every night. <laughs> yeah, I take off the rope. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. <laughs> it's an, well, it's an elf. What's the difference? Yeah. Go for it anyway. Well, no, yeah. So people are nicer to you. Now, do you find yourself playing this character any different? Guild. I, t- I joined a guild, and I told the guild that I was male because that okay. would have been weird. Like, I can't hang out with people consistently and have them think that I'm a girl. That would be weird. But for just, like, random passersby, I don't really care because there's no relationship. There's no trust. There's no, like, you know, I don't care who the – like, I don't – I have no desire whatsoever to think about who these people are in real life because I – like, not to stereotype, because I feel like I'm a fairly normal person and I play this game, but, like, uh, there are a lot of people who play the game that I, you know, wouldn't associate with in real life that I probably associate with in-game, and so... Russ, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you explain, level, you know, please? Fine by me. Can, can you explain what you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> what would these people be like? He well, asked, wonderingly. Um, you know, we, uh, you remember that Filk discussion we had about the people who show up at Filk festivals, the science fiction folk that those are yes. those people. Okay. Those and people that I picture when I think of play, av- people behind the avatars. Okay. And, or and like, I, I, or like uh, furries. Uh, maybe, maybe like furries. I'm sure a lot of furries play, uh, role-playing games. That would not surprise me. I mean, more normal people play them as well. It's very popular. Like, look, if 15 million people play World of Warcraft, they can't all be furries and filkers, but I'm sure look, that Vin some Diesel of them plays are. World of Warcraft. Okay. Oh, my God. My mom said that... Yeah. And oh, so yeah. Does, uh, Wait, I have to look so this up. Does too. So my does mom T. said that, speaking of oddball people in society, that there was a shooting in a folk festival in Seattle. My gosh. That should totally have been... Man, if Boing Boing TV didn't drop the ball... They should have had that as an episode already. They're like there was a shooting. One source for Filk news, but yeah, I said, I said, mom, I said, mom, what happened? Like, do they know what? Why? And she said, I guess someone who doesn't. You don't use a capo on that song, you bitch. Play him, play him, play him, play (laughs) him, (laughs) play him. Wow, two hit by gunfire. They could totally blame Boing Boing for that. 
because we had that song in the Philk episode that said, I want to die, like they there did it sci-fi. Is. And then they totally did. They got blasted by guns, which is, you know, kind of standard for no one was killed. Th- but also could happen in a sci-fi novel. No one up. was killed. It was fired from a Glock semi-automatic. Okay, I just want to point out, this happened in Seattle. So clearly the lesson is, don't do anything in Seattle or bad things will happen. The police will beat you up. If you want to do WTO, you get beat up. If you want to, like, say, you know, run a conference called the Peace Conference with the Dalai Lama as your speaker, they'll, like, use the Dalai Lama as a battering ram. Like, don't go to Seattle. Seattle, man, the WTO and everything? You can't keep your police... You can't just Seattle because they gave up a sweep to the Yankees this week. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And they sure did. Boy, did they ever. (laughs) That is exactly what it is. I'd like to take a little bit of the violence you leave for your police force and put it on the Mariners team so you could actually how show up once police, in a while. How were the police oh, violent? come on. This guy shot two people and he just, they picked him up. What? I, what? I bet they tried to shoot him when he was at the scene and they were there and people with guns. The cops no, were walking around going, you know the problem with these people? I bet you don't have any guns around here. None of these people ever shot a gun in their life. I've never had to arrest anyone in a Wait, place see, like look, that. Look at this, Greg. Look at this. It said... The shooting occurred at 6.30. By 7.30, the festival appeared to be back normal. Parents toted children in place of food. Teens in shorts giggled with their friends, and women wearing long, colorful skirts floated by, swaying to the insistent rhythms of folk life. Honey, I don't mean to stereotype back based on World of Warcraft, go back to folk lens, but to be honest, you could drop a nuclear bomb in Portland, and people who were into a folk festival in Seattle still wouldn't care. They're kind of not on the same planet as the rest of us. Do you know what I mean? They're in colorful dresses. They're having a good time. You know, the world is all kind of, you know, it's like stories view, view of the world. You know, we're all not really here anyway. You know, the, the physical world is not really a big thing. You know what I mean? So I don't really think that a couple people getting shot is going to throw some people off with folk music. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, anyway. Now, if that the same incident report. had happened at a Metallica concert, evil. well. Evil. We are evil. Well, my mom had just left, so she, uh. She survived. Was she at the convention? No, it was a folk life festival. And yes, she was. And then she oh. left. And it happened after she left. She was oh, I grooming. Think she was she a left. Folk convention. No, I would no. Have freaked out. No, it was a folk, folk life <laughs> festival. <laughs> a folk oh. convention. <laughs> That's Some what I thought you like, guys were saying. I was like, really? Yeah. Holy shit! Like, that's there's like not only how one you of those in the world every year. Play that with role playing, you the Folklife Festival annual draws thousands of people to Seattle Center for music, dancing, food, and games. After which they all return to their caves for another year. My mom left early to go groom her cats. <laughs> which, which, by the way, let me just say, your mom went home to groom her cats. That, I think, perfectly fits. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That, that fits the I kind know, of folklife. I know, that's why I said it, Greg. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Hence the humor value. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Is there any sexual innuendo going on that I should be uncomfortable about? Oh, Gregory. Okay, so make sure. So, yeah. So, that's a little disturbing. But it is true that there are places that that is something you wouldn't expect. You would expect at a mosh pit, you know, at a, at a punk concert. You expect yeah, well, everyone to beat I, the hell out of each other. I want to know why. No one has said it happened on Friday, and we still don't know why it happened. I think because someone's trying to do a cover-up. Cover-up? Yeah. I'd like to point out it said it took place near a grassy area, like, say, Grassy Knoll. I'm just saying, you know, I don't, I don't buy this thing. How many people go into a folk festival carrying a Glock? Now, who does carry a Glock? The police. I'm just saying, you know, if if I yeah, were the people I in Seattle, did it. I'd be worried about it. It was a reverse anti-sting operation to try to make people of liberal uh, persuasion look bad. 
I think that's exactly right. exactly how how better to sort of make everyone afraid of the latte sipping NPR tote bag holding liberals than all these people going to a folk festival mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you get involved in a shooting and right. it's bad for the rep and the cops are like oh we found a suspect you know come on I see I mean this is a brilliant uh, brilliant um, theory thank you I think so well I mean you know can you imagine like like Russ one of Russ's favorite singers is Jim Croce now you can you imagine people at a Jim Croce concert getting into a fist fight at a Jim Croce concert, um, would, would that ever happen? Yes, would that have happened? Yes, I could, because all of his songs are about fighting. They're all about fighting. Bad, bad Leroy Brown, time is about a bottle, a guy who just kicks the shit out of everyone in his neighborhood and is declared king. <laughs> you don't mess around with Jim. Is about a guy who like beats the crap out of everyone and owns the pool hall until a bigger guy beats the crap out of him with a pool cue and becomes like the new leader of uh, some underground organization. All right, Russ, I give you operator. Won't you help me fill that call? I need to beat the shit okay, out so of the he, guy on the line. He also had a lot of ex-girlfriends that he was really messed up about, and he wrote a lot of songs about that. But also, his other main theme was that there were a lot of heroes, local neighborhood heroes that he wrote songs about, who were basically tough goons and legends for beating the crap out of people. Yeah, but that's all kind of like Wild West stuff. That's like, you know, like Buffalo Bill and, you know, oh, you know, Billy the Kid and all this stuff that that doesn't really count. It's like talking about, you know, story liking pirates. Like, I mean, really, you know, like, yeah, Bluebeard was probably not a good guy. But I mean, you know, he's a pirate. Like, like what are you going to say? Like, of course, story's going to like him, even though he's a pirate. That doesn't really count as legitimate violence. I don't understand what you're saying. My point is, like, there's a kind of... Okay, let me put it this way. There's a difference between real violence and kind of artistically approved violence. Like, folk singers can sing about, you know, pirates and about guys getting into fistfights in pool halls because there's a kind of romanticism about it, but it's not a real, like... They're not going to talk about, you know, you know, like, typical death metal, like, beat the shit out of the bastard, beat the shit out of the bastard, you know, which is what all death metal is about. Folk songs so are not going to do that. what you're saying is violence that appears in folk and other soft forms of music is completely symbolic and not at all likely to cause real violence, whereas violence that occurs in other genres of music that you like less will actually cause violence. Absolutely. Even consider the tone... Exactly. Even consider the tone of the music, Russ. Like, seriously. The the, the tone of the music. The Leroy Brown one. It is bad, bad Leroy Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. Now, does that really say, like, I want you to kill, kill, kill your dad and kill your mom and then rip their heads off and throw them out in the backyard and then jump around and call so, them. Okay, call, I mean, so you're just shard. You're just making. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Let me finish that. So the, <laughs> you're making like the Eddie Izzard argument, which is that it's like all it's 80 percent how you sound and 20 percent what you say, and so it doesn't even matter what they're writing songs about because they could be like, I'm going to murder you in your bed and kill your foster parents with hot lead, <laughs> and then I'm gonna make a bomb. And drop it right on your mom. But don't, but don't, but don't. Gonna rape your cousins too. And then I'm gonna melt them into goo and paste it all over my face. Next comes the human race. Exactly. Exactly. is funky when you do it to this song. Exactly. Call all you folks in the Aryan race. Why don't you join along? It's perfect. You see what I'm saying? And and what and staff. And think about the reverse. What would the reverse be? I'm gonna I'm gonna pet furry bunnies. I'm gonna pet furry bunnies. I'm gonna eat chocolate bars. And then I'm gonna take my mom to the movies. I'm gonna send my wife flowers. I mean, like you know, what are people gonna think about that? Like. 
Tender flowers! <laughs> exactly. I've got to respect my parents and go to school every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the first man on your outside machine. It's a song from Rick. <laughs> I love you, but I can't tell you so much because I'm a little shy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. So you know it's what, what it sounds like. I just re- so that's that can be the rap music that Sunavine produces. Sunavine can produce all sweet-sounding rap, no, no, or the no, other way. No, it'll be like hard rap, but with like talking about being a baby. Chuka chuka, want my bottle? What five <laughs> ounces? What five ounces? Rolling, rolling, five ounce. Chuka bottle, five ounces. What five? Yeah, we're referring to um, this uh, picture that we're going to be using for the um, for this episode. Clea took a picture of herself and uh, our daughter Sunavine. I didn't mean to take it of me as well, so it's I don't look awesome all that great. It's awesome because the, the it basically is this picture of Senevine who's got like the hoodie and this expression like what you want bitch and it's got like she's carrying she's got the pacifier in her mouth and for added effect she's got a little cut over her eye from where she scratched herself in the morning when she woke up and so it's totally got the kind of the, and Russ agrees with this it's got the sort of late 80s early 90s hip hop album feel you know like like badly produced Beastie Boys knockoff stuff and Dude, you know that's Greg, clearly what it totally is totally photoshop in like some tattoos and like maybe oh, like Black yeah. or like some really messed up shit. She but it had to be like some of that in there. It had to be like a tattoo of like her or giraffe, like gold of like, teeth or something, <laughs> or <have> a gold <laughs> pacifier. <laughs> nice, like a giant medallion of some kind. I have a picture of her cracking up when she's completely naked. I could, we could do it on that one. Oh no, come on now. No, there's a little bit too much information. We do have a picture, which is sort of this horrified expression <laughs> on her face, which Clea labeled "caught surfing porn" and she or "caught watching porn," and it's this sort of. Ah! <laughs> <Naked>. <laughs> it was very. It was pretty funny. I'm sure she will love these when she understands what was going on at the time. Well, you know, thank God that we what were all. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> thank so God much we were time on your hands. <laughs> you have to make up shit about a baby but that's it that's why it's a good thing we were all born before the proliferation of digital cameras because now just be hopeless like all we do is like oh cell phone oh take a shot oh take a video my mom mom was giving me a hard time she's like you guys have to be taking more pictures with a good quality digital camera i'm like i know it's just so easy to just take it with my phone though (laughs) so (laughs) most of her Mm -hmm. pictures will be on my phone i don't know she probably will I guess it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Speaking of which, I actually bought a brand new mini tiny handheld uh, camcorder. It's really exciting. Oh yeah, you told me you told us you were going to get this. So yeah. what's it like? It comes in like a little marble bag. Like you could not imagine how small this is. However big you think it is, think about something half that size. Did wow. you spend like three easy payments of 1995 late at night to get this? I just want to be sure. It's so small. No, no. We'll see you. Please Amazon. tell me you got it at QVC. No, I got off Amazon. Can I already you, knew what I was looking for. Just, I needed a camera. Can you just tell I us you got it at QVC? Video. I, I got it. Well, I, it wasn't. It was the other channel. The other buy stuff off TV channel. Home Shopping Network? QVC. Home Shopping Network. Home Shopping Network. Mm-hmm. The H- Home Shopping HSN. Network. Does it. Yeah, okay. totally. All right. It totally and I wasn't going to buy it until they were like, not 300 but two ninety nine ninety eight. It's going down by the minute. And I was like, yes, under 300, go. Um, but it rocks. It goes, it like encodes directly to MP4. I do everything onto a flash memory card. 
and I bought an 8 gig card, which can hold like 17,000 hours of video. Oh, my um, God. And then I can just plug it right into my computer and edit it. And I have a secret project that I've been planning for some time that I can now start to begin to execute. Reveal the secret. I'm going to start up a fake, well, it's not fake, it's, I mean, a real YouTube profile, but it's of a guy play like whose character is played by me but it's not me but it's going to be like one of these guys who just rambles into the camera and oh, does yeah. like a youtube like video girl, log diary type thing oh Except like uh, what's her, what's her name lost exactly. girl or lonely girl, or, lonely girl. Yeah. yeah lonely girl 15 or whatever yeah i'm going to do one of those except it's going to be a total nutcase crazy person and if you're lucky, you'll find it. I'm not going to tell you where to find it yet because it's not it's not in existence as of yet. But what's the part where you the act? Camera and time in my hands. But where where's uh, the part where you do the, the roles? Because it's <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like a lot of it is sort of just channeling like my absurd, crazy side as much as yeah. possible. But like really, really out there shit. Things that maybe don't even fit into the Met report because they're just too extended and long and crazy and there are no segues to be made off these things so i don't know we'll okay. see what happens but wow. i'm excited it's just that's a matter good. of whether my computer can handle the editing but yeah i'm launching a character that's pretty wild tube. it's like a reverse Truman good, you know yeah it very much is that way and i like the smallness of it because i can go outside and take it with me and just have it in my pocket and not be a conspicuous person with a camera and capture things that you know people may not notice i have a camera with me so i like all those things about it that is pretty cool like can we find it online what 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 is it we can see what it looks like i'm not telling you yet no the camera no the camera secret no, I won't tell you that either. That's nothing. The camera is. I don't care about your show. I just want to care. What is it? I don't give a damn about your stupid character. Just tell me about the camera. It's a Sanyo Zacti CG6. Okay. Kiss and tight. It's no, no, Sanyo. Clear's like Sansa. Sansa, shapa, shapa, shapa. It's a Sansa, yes. It's made in uh, <laughs> Belize. <laughs> I got it for $4. I'm not sure that it's actually a camera yet. It might just be cardboard. Was it expensive, actually? Christmas light inside of it. Uh, yeah, it was about 300 bucks For it's a camcorder, s- that's incredibly cheap. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Sanyo what? Zach, uh, X-A-C-T-I. Right, right. HD... HD what? Uh, CG6. No, I didn't get the HD because my computer can't handle HD editing and YouTube is not particularly good for HD and I just got the regular YouTube resolution one and it holds more film so we do it in not HD. I learned from Boing Boing. It says it's compact, portable, and stylish. Let's see if it is. Well, stylish. I don't know about stylish. We're waiting for it to load. It's a little tiny thing. And? Loading. Had... Oh, it's fairly stylish. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what color? Did you get in pink? Please tell me you got it in pink. I noticed that there are a lot of women in these pictures, Russ. I didn't get I play a female pink. character on WoW, and now Please I use a pink camera. <laughs> I think it's just... Well, you know, I'm looking at it. It looks like it. a makeup kit, Russ. Why light. is that? It might be, like, dark blue, or... I thought it was black, but... It's purple. Maybe it's... <laughs> you got it purple. You got it in purple, didn't you? It might be purple. Yeah, he got it purple. <laughs> so You're so gay. So... You're so gay. It's not like her. Shut up. <laughs> it's blue. It's navy blue. It's totally blue. Does it play show not tunes when you open it? Shut up, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Why must you mock everything? Mm. This is a serious filmmaking endeavor. It's serious. Clea, you Clea, can tell by the pitch of my voice. Clea, what else does this refer to? It fits your hand. fits your life. 
There's no innuendo to be oh, had there. Oh, pitch your hand, Watch, pitch, pitch your Pitch your hand. Why, is it a penis? I don't understand what you're saying. It's a camera. It's right in your hand, huh, Russ? It's small and light and enough to innuendo. slip into your pocket. No, it's on my Is that desk. a camera you're carrying? Are you yes, just happy to see right. me? It's, it's actually a false women's private part apparatus. That's what it is. Congratulations. That's what Zacti means in uh, Spanglish. Good it's job. like those commercials with the massagers where they always show women using these massagers and they're like, this will, and, and they always see them using this like very, oh, like very obviously shaped device and they're using it like on their shoulder. And I'm like, that, that is not where women are going to use this. Okay. That, that's that's yeah. never going to be the case. Let's be honest. Well, just to make you feel better, Russ, on the website, it claims that this color is blue, but it's really purple. It is blue. It's blue. It's blue. It is blue. Uh, Joel Johnson of Boing Boing Gadgets, he runs the Boing Boing Gadgets version of the site. He uh, he found this particular brand and pointed it out to us as an option for, like, a nice portable little camera. And so, how how long will it, like, hold? I mean, like, can you do, theoretically, could you do, like, a full, I mean, like, could you do, like, an hour of video if you needed to, like, at a time? Or is it only, like, well, minute clips or whatever? I would have to buy more batteries. The battery that I have for it lasts like 70 minutes, so I'd have to get a couple batteries. The memory card at the compression that I would be using can go for 8 gigs. It's like 6 hours or something like this, endless, basically. Okay. And you can even edit from the camera itself. Wow, look at that. Very impressive. What's yeah, this? What's you do doing that, here? And the editing software that it comes with seems to be really, really shitty on first pass. But I have uh, other editing software. Sure. The feature lets you record clearly, even at a birthday party. <laughs> All right. Um, or another kind of party. Supposedly it goes straight to MP4 so that you can, like, dump video into your iPod, but I don't know why you'd want to do that without editing it. And apparently the format's not the best to start editing in, but... Well, you know, some but of the video is, stuff... It's a good compre- like, it's good for compression-wise for internet video. It's just not good for most right. video editing programs. Don't deal well with it. So we'll see what happens. The video work that I've done, uh, the video stuff that I've done with the camera that Clea, the camcorder that Clea and I got last year, um, like when we did the stuff for Upon Further Review, our other show, normally I do through Vegas, Sony Vegas, which is a really good program that you can do a lot of good editing stuff with. But it is true that you'd think that they would make it easier to take some of the video that you do in whatever format and just, you know, like when you do a CD... And you record it it's just it's on a cd right and it's a pretty simple file and it's easy to transfer over like there aren't that many different formats of things that you can do stuff with but when it comes to video it's like there's a trillion different protocols and there's like well you can't use this on this but you can use it on the other and i don't know why man i don't know why they don't want people to be taking more videos god knows youtube wants more i mean you know indeed it does so um but I that's was exciting. consulting a lot of uh my video producing friends about this and they kept telling me that I had to buy a new Mac machine because anyone who edits video of any kind has to have a Mac and they have to have a Final Cut Pro. It's just what's done. That's uh-huh. just how you do it. Wrong. Like, shut up. I hate you and your propagandizing. Like, I know that we've had this discussion before about how the interface specifically on Macs is annoying because it's so uber simplified. Mm-hmm. But can I just go back for a moment and talk about how Mac people in Only general, like, let's forget the machine for us. I know what Cle- I know what Cleo's going to say. Only if you promise to do the yeah. voice. <laughs> I knew that. I could see it coming. Uh, I'll save it for right before when I have a little bit left, and I'll totally okay. blow it away on the Mac voice. I gotcha. Right. Okay, All right, cool. got it. All right. I am really, really getting to 
not be able to stand Mac people anymore. I mean, I understand that they think they're so great because they have this thing that is against the norm, and, you know, obviously the, the ad campaign is branding PC as, like, everyday right. moron machine, and right. Mac is, like, superior in every way, blah, blah. But, like, right. enough already. Like, okay, so the, the company is doing a smart thing. It's branded all these things, so every peripheral you have to buy for a Mac costs $8,000 because it's not compatible with anything else. That's and right. all of the parts inside the machine are super secret. So you can't, like, open up a Mac and fix it. You have to, like, send it off to the Mac factory where they charge you $100 billion to fix it because everything's kept in secret and they have control over all of the machinery in their thing. And you're so, and let me, let me just interrupt great. you for a second. I you're mean, right about that. All, they're, they're cultish about it. I mean, like, that's how bad it is. They're really cultish about the way they do that. I mean, it's they're, they're proprietary about everything, and they have they been for years. They don't realize... They've been completely brainwashed. Like, these are the Mac people. Like, so, okay, so let's say you have this superior machine and you love it so much and it's great and it's made your life better and everyone who uses the PC is an idiot. Just be happy with it. Be happy with what you've got. You've got this superior machine. It's amazing. It weighs two pounds. It processes eight times the speed of everything else. It's, it doesn't crash. It doesn't get viruses. Just be happy. You don't have to tell me every five seconds that I have to dump my computer and get another computer. Can you imagine, like, if I'm driving around in my Saturn with somebody and they're like, you should get a Seabreeze. A Chrysler Seabreeze is way better. It goes faster and it's better gas miles. You should get a Seabreeze. Why don't you all run with the gas station? This reminds me of how much better a Chrysler Seabreeze is because did you know that Chrysler is a better company and they were smarter? And then and then Saturn stole all of the specs from the Seabreeze company and really it's theirs anyway. So you should just get one because this is better for everything. For driving outside and on the beach, it's called Seabreeze. Like shut up already! Like God! I t I, I couldn't. I you everything Stop you've said. Stop advertising for your stupid. Computer. Everything you said is pretty like, much enough. the greatest thing ever. I, I totally agree. This is completely accurate. And the other thing about it is that... Like, even if they're right, Greg, even if they're right, I'm even going to grant... Like, I don't think that they're right. I hate a lot of things about Max, and we've already talked about that. But even if they're right, and it's better, like, do you have to rub it in everyone else's face? Do you have that much of an inferiority complex about your machine that even though it's better, you have to tell everyone every five minutes, this is so much better! I'm, like, in the middle of a Starbucks, like, standing up on a table... I'm so glad I bought a Mac and had a PC because it makes me so happy. Like, shut up! <laughs> The truth is. Well, no. What is what it is is it's it's like you know, um, born again Christians. You know, they they want to save your soul yes. as well. And I think it actually is very analogous because these people it's have exactly been saved. What it's like. Yeah, it's, absolutely. That's exactly why I hate it. It's, it's like people exactly who buy. Why I hate it. It's like people it's who like drive exactly Toyota Priuses. The same shit. It's the same thing. It's just like the Prius. It's right. It's, oh, you need a Prius. Well, you need a Prius. 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 You know. I mean, the, the, what I I mean, it all yeah. is kind of the same kind of cultish attitude. And what's annoying about it is, you're right. Because it's not good enough. It's not good enough that it's just fine for them. It has to be fine for them, and they have to convert everyone around them. Because everyone who's not converted will be damned at the end of the world with apocalypse. Well, you like, know I why? mean, and that's what it comes down to for buying a goddamn Mac machine, well, which you know, is just a machine. That just came to me that that I think that might be a little bit part of it is back when Apple used to be almost dead. I think they were, they might have kind of created this norm of people liked Mac and they didn't want to see it die. So they thought if they got more people to buy Macs, then it would ensure that the company didn't die. So it might have started this trend of trying to sell people on Macs. But it's also this, that's part of it, but it's also this kind of this niche crap, which you see in a lot of places too, where if you like, if most of the populace likes one thing, like let's take World of Warcraft as an example. 
clearly because everyone likes it. There's a school of thought that says because everyone likes it, it must be incredibly stupid and no one must do it. And so you have these people who play games like, you know, EverQuest 2. Let me give you an example of that. Okay, now I've played EverQuest, and I'm telling you right now, difference between World of Warcraft and EverQuest, not close. Okay, EverQuest is boring, irritating, annoying, you know, whatever. But there are people who are just like, you know, oh, you World of Warcraft people, that's just, that's just, that's, that's gaming light. But if you want to be a real gamer, you have to play this because EverQuest 2 is so So basically what it comes down to is when you run into people like that, you're running into people who are so desperate to justify why the machine they support is not compatible with anything, why the game they play, nobody plays, why the car they drive, nobody cares about. They have to justify it to everyone by claiming that precisely because few people choose it, that's what makes it so awesome. You know, it's precisely because they're not going along with the mob. And while we all agree on the MEP report that the mob is bad, there are times when people are right. You know what I mean? Well, here's the problem. Like, I totally sympathize with people who just want to be contrarians in general because there are a lot of things that I do that, you know, are along those lines. No. But I don't, what I don't need to do is I don't need to sit here and proselytize about, like, how awesome it is, like, the really weird cultish movies that I like. Like, I'm not ever being like, what's that movie about the Marquis de Sade? You know that movie about the Mar... Oh, Quills. I'm not right. Quills is the greatest right. movie ever, and nobody's seen it because it's really messed up and scary and bad. Like, no, like, I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, I like dark, weird movies like Leaving Las Vegas, but I don't go around and, like, I don't go to a video rental shop and be like, why are you getting American Pie? Everybody's seen American Pie. You should get Leaving <laughs> Las Vegas with Nick Cage because it's way better. Like, enough. Yeah. You know, true. it's like they, they're not confident enough in themselves. That's what it is. It's overcompensation. They can only be insofar as they want everyone else to follow them. They're like, okay, well, I, I'm not happy, but if everyone's like me, then it'll be okay, and then we can all use Max, and then I'll have to reject <laughs> it because I convinced too many people to like it. Yeah. I think also part of it, too. Insecure people. I'm like, well, I, mean, I think also part of it, because, again, I used to have a Mac, is... And she named it, by the way. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you have a Mac. See, that's what I'm saying. Your Mac is not just a computer. It's a friend. It's a, it's a lover. Yeah, it's in the Mac Bible. <laughs> I think also Step part two, of it is that... Name your Mac. Step three, <laughs> divorce all of your friends who do not use Macs. Step four... That was why Clea and I had to fight. ...convincing your friends to get Macs again. First I had to yeah. overcome Jean-Claude, which she had named her Mac, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Technically, my mother named my computer Jean-Claude. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense, too. But I didn't change it. Oh, okay, right. Anyway, I'm sorry, Clay, you were saying. Did you forget? Boom, and it's gone. <laughs> Whoosh. Well, no, I think that part of it is, too, Whoosh, is that I, say. Is I think a lot of times Mac people associate PC with all of the problems that PC and Windows have, and they just think, why would anyone want to go through all that? It's It's like the recent commercial where... You know, he the the PC guy is saying, you know, I'm having a problem with Vista. You know, it's just and it's like everyone's having a problem with Vista, and the one guy's like, I haven't had a, I haven't had to be rebooted in a week. I haven't and had a reboot in a week y- or something. Yeah, you know the problem with those arguments. They say the same thing about viruses. It's like, oh, there's no virus. You know right, why nobody exactly. makes viruses for Macs? Because no one fucking uses them. There's no reason to put viruses there. <laughs> it's like saying, you know, it's like why people talk about, you know, there's no crime out here in the Midwest, those damn cities, because no one lives there. That's why no one has crime in Kansas yeah. because nobody lives there. The reason that nobody does anything, you know, on Max, that there's no problem with Vista. They're like, everyone has trouble with Vista. Do you know why everyone has trouble with Vista? Because everyone has it. The reason no one has trouble with Max is because no one has one. That's the point. You know, that's that's the thing that frustrates me. No one does this stuff. Nobody cares. That's why you don't have those problems because it's in irrelevant. A, in addition to that, um, I like 
having a machine where if I want to upgrade part of it, I can just open up the machine, buy a part, and put the part in. I would not like it. And I mean, some people Because you like can't open up Jean-Claude, Russ. And, you know, the car gets serviced. Exactly. And the car gets serviced at the dealer their whole lives, and they never know what's on the inside of the car. And that's a much more common thing. But with computers... I don't know. I mean, there's just so much information out there about how to do things yourself and how to mod them and how to alter them. And Mac completely prevents you from doing any of this by having this, like, hermetically sealed machine that you have no idea what's inside it. These, like, magical components, exactly. which, A, lets them hike up the price. B, it lets them, like I said before, all the peripherals are super expensive because nothing's compatible with the machine unless it comes in the box with the picture of the Apple on it. And that, you know, is an automatic premium of 500% on whatever you're buying. Yep. And so it's just a big racket. And part of the racket is convincing people that have already been duped into buying this super high-level proprietary shit. That they're special. That not only do they get to do this and buy Mac, Mac affiliates for the rest of their lives, and not only are they cooler than everybody else, but the company has convinced these people to be salesmen for no money. This is what you are. You're a salesman for a company. You get paid nothing. You get no benefit from this whatsoever. But they have convinced you to do this. That's how smart they are. That's how much smarter than you they are. Well, that's the is that they've made you an employee of Mac. Absolutely. Well, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, there's been no more brilliant branding method than what Apple's done. And it's basically by making you into feeling as if you're part of some, you know, superior group of people. I find the whole attitude, I think, just really condescending. I think that's part of it. I find the company condescends to its customers. And I find that the customers, rather, you know, than acknowledge they're being condescended to, kind of jump on it and then try to condescend all the PC users. And they're just sort of like, oh, well, if you had a Mac, you wouldn't be having all this problem right and you're just like you know, shut up. Like that, and I, I that that kind of condescension is the thing that turns a lot of people off. And it was the same thing, you know, when when you used to people used to come in and ask for Mac software. When I was working at Electronics Boutique, and we used to laugh. We're like, what Mac software? It's like one shelf because Mac produced it all itself. Because, and I'm not making this up. <laughs> Mac used to say, we don't think that other people are capable of producing stuff for our machine the way we can. Are, are you kidding? What are you making Stradivarius violins? Like, I mean, you're, you're building a goddamn computer. Would you? get over yourself for Christ's sake you know and, and every time Steve Jobs walks out into the room he thinks he's curing cancer I mean and that's that's the way that these people sort of look at it is this this incredible like you know well you don't really know this you you poor sad you know peons are so far below us and that's and I think you're right the customers rather well, they, they have I mean, it done to them so they buy into it so they can do it to other people that's all all right enough of that's this right. we have and five minutes left the for us. viruses do exist yeah <laughs> Do the voice. So you know, to get out of it. Come on, drag well, that's, trash. Uh, that's five minutes. You, 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 want to, you don't want to do that for five minutes, do you? Oh, I so do. You don't want to do the voice. I, can't I do don't want to do the voice for five minutes. Oh, no. When he I gets to two perish. minutes, I'll let him know when I you get like a bus. I will perish. <laughs> you will perish. I was just going to say really, really quickly, <laughs> like, that is why the viruses exist. It's because people were able to code PC coding. They could code DOS and they wanted to play with it and play with the inner workings of it. And so part of the way to learn how to be a coder is to make these viruses. And most of the good ones are made not by malicious people, but people are just trying to figure out how the systems work. And mm -hmm. since nobody or virtually nobody can open up a Mac and figure out the coding systems like no viruses. Or cares to. But that's not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, you want, you want what you want is dissemination. I'm reading a book um, which is too complicated to go into right now. But the point of the book is that the dissemination of information is like one of the key forces of human evolution. Like the more information, the better. The more people have access to that information, the better. The more free exchange of this information as much as possible is always better and will always lead us towards a better future. And I think that's the case. And that's a big reason why Mac is uh, not tops in my book. 
<laughs> yes. Also, p- the other reason is because it treats people like morons, and when you turn on a Mac, it's like, Welcome to Mac! You are a fucking moron! Let's do computing! Uh-oh! You tried to open that back! Bad person! Never do that! Here, have a... Have a trash! Try a trash! Have a trash! Have a trash! You wanted to open up Word! We don't have Word, we have letters! What? You want Excel? We don't have Excel! We have numbers! Yay! Numbers! That just struck me, this would what? have a purpose. PowerPoint? No, PowerPoint! <laughs> This has application to what we were talking about before. You can tell people to do anything in that voice, and they'll do it. Like, you must kill mommy and daddy. You must destroy your parents. Like, and they know? do. That's exactly what you do. Tell all your friends to spend $5,000 on new computers. Yay! <laughs> you are cooler than all of your friends, and I love you. Love Josh. <laughs> There must be a there must be a Mac song. I want I want that. Filled with subliminal messages. I want to just play that over and over again. I love you, drag to trash. Oh my god. Well, folks, we have reached the end of another hour, believe it or not. Whether you're listening to us on Mac or PC, it just struck me that all the Mac people are like, yeah, well, screw off. Click, click, click. Map report. Click, click, click. Um, if you disagree with us, um, you could um, turn off your computer first by dragging your computer to the trash, because that's how you turn your computers off. And then once you're done with that, you should email us from a PC. Now, you should give us a call, or you know you know the ways to get in contact with us. You can find out more on our website, mapreport.com. Go to our site, find the ways to contact us, and let us know what you think about Macs and PCs and which one is better and why and uh, whether you think Russ is um, really showing his um, uh, showing his masculinity by the choice of color of camera that he chose to get you know things like that and please please Shut please up. weigh in stop questioning my masculinity only real men can play women in role-playing games <laughs> exactly. it shows that I'm confident in myself Russ I'm gonna send you the picture of our naked baby so you could put tattoos on it Sweet. I am Photoshop master. You know what I was just picturing as Greg was talking about the Mac trash stuff? It's uh-huh. like some weird sci-fi future where Macs run everything, right, exactly. including like hospitals and some doctors about to <laughs> do like brain surgery. He's like, oh, apparently she's got the Ebola Junta virus. Uh, let me see here. Oh, it says I just dragged the virus to trash <laughs> and fixed. Okay. <laughs> You're cured. Uh, that would be a lot. You know that. You that, people. Good that times. Would, you know our our death rate might go down. You know. Yes, but our Mac rate would go up. Yeah. And what kind of and world would that be? The day that the last programmer died, nobody would know how to do anything ever again. <laughs> be like drag to trash. What? That doesn't mean anything. We're in an empty field. Where do we get oh, food? Yeah, drag like- hungerness to trash. <laughs> People are dying, you morons. Drag polluted water to trash. Shut up, you fucking idiot. Drag hunger. Go get some nuts and berries. Drag hunger. Drag, drag sadness to trash. Drag hungerness to trash. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Trash. Drag show. Drag show to trash. Trash. Drag jokes to trash. Ugh. 
preceding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Tomorrow's just another day away.